attempt from the left hash choked the snap Constantino puts it down and Davis with a kick never got there never got there it's been that kind of a day for the Aggies long count for Buckner against the four-man front Marshall on the blitz Buckner gets rid of it to the left sideline and it is intercepted by Gilmore 30 25 20 right sideline Stephen Gilmore Gilmore into the south end zone at Notre Dame Stadium and Marshall leads it 25 to 15 and it's over three zeros on the clock the Kentucky Wildcats have come into the swamp and done it again hands it off to Richardson it's a flea flicker back to Sanders does it deep down the far side man wide open it's caught to the 10 to the 5 and into the end zone pistols firing touchdown Oklahoma State Bryson Green on the flea flicker snap is clean kick on its way end over end and it is no good he missed it left and the Giants have won! For the first time in 2016, the Giants have won a season opener. Cade York trying to win the game for the Browns. 13 seconds remaining. He lines it up. Bohorquez with his knee on the ground at the 48. Hewlett over the ball. Snap back. He's into it. Line drive. End over end. The kick is up and it is. And it is gone! Cade York had the field goal from 58 yards out! Good snap, down, kick is on its way. That kick is long enough, high enough, and it is good. good! The kick is good. good! The Steelers survive in Cincinnati. How it happened, it'll take you an hour, me an hour to tell you. Get Zeus! Not going to, we're done. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show, Toby and TJ back with you. Wow. What a weekend. I mean, from the first game Saturday, the Alabama-Texas game, until last night. Last night was a yawner, but through the Sunday uh, football, just drama upon drama upon drama. Saturday night was a blast if you were at Owen Field. A little closer than we hoped in the first half, but the Sooners separated in the second. And uh, we had some fun with the lights. Crowd was great. Students stayed. Way to go, everybody. That was a fun atmosphere Saturday night. Now, on the road. For the first time at Nebraska, Saturday morning, Nebraska has fired Scott Frost. Mickey Joseph is the interim coach. And uh, we got us a battle of the Big Reds. They fired Scott Frost, by the way. Are you ever going to overcome a guy named Mickey? They fired Scott Frost, by the way, because they lost to Georgia Southern Saturday. Nebraska did at home. Or was it Georgia State? Or was uh, there a difference? Southern. It wasn't Georgia. I know that. It was not Georgia. <laughs> Georgia Southern. 
I'm what excited a sad about, ending there for them. I'm excited about this week. Uh, we have not been to Lincoln since 09. I was on the sidelines that night, long night, terrible game. Uh, but great venue, and I think it's going to be a special week. Uh, this has added another element of intrigue to uh, the storyline this week. And so I'm excited. This is going to be uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. All right, Teach. How did we do? That's what everybody wants to know. How did we do? So Friday, back on the uh, OEC Fiber Football Friday, we uh, always make a lot of predictions and projections out there. Uh, your gut this week predicted fifty-six thirteen. What my gut was this week. Well, I mean they won forty. You predicted a forty-three point margin of right. victory. It was thirty. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. The gut was not good enough this week. It's not as accurate as you were in week one, but it's not like you were on the wrong side of it. You predicted a blowout. It was a blowout. I, I think you're being too hard on yourself. I'm going B minus on the gut. It wasn't a wow, you know, it, but it wasn't terrible. Huh. It, it's a passing. It's not your right. gut, but all right. Him and I had it out Saturday night. Yeah, I bet you did. He said, what are you doing putting ice cream in me? I'll show you. It was way better than my three predictions. How about that? Uh, <laughs> my three predictions on Saturday. I You tell me if these happened as I go through them, okay? Okay. Uh, Javante Barnes touchdown. Uh, no. Yeah, all right. Pick six. No. No, but uh, Justin Harrington almost got him one. Yeah, almost. It got me excited there for a second. Uh, Schmitty from Fitty. No. No, he no. had uh, one short field goal yeah. win. Anton Harrison jumped. Oh, that's right. Uh, the, the false false start, start in your. Mm-hmm. Son about blew a gasket on him. <laughs> what are you doing, you bomb? Get him off the field. Sixty plus points. Uh, not in, no, I'm not even combining. Barely no. got halfway to <laughs> yeah. that. And I predicted the O line would have their best game in years without Gabe Eichert over there to chastise them when they ran off the field. <clears throat> Turns out uh, they need Gabe. They need Gabe. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on, Teach, but. Uh, Maybe it's the new head coach. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know what it is, but I am way off in my three predictions early in the season. I'm down. You are down. You are down. And and I felt pretty comfortable in a lot of your predictions. And I even, even the 60, I was like, eh, I, I see it more in the 50s. But I thought you had a shot at that. And, yeah, I mean, that wasn't even close. I mean, we obviously knew that in the first half, the way that it played out that, you weren't going to get anywhere near that, even if they nope. had a great second half, which they did. So. Terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm in a three prediction slump. Hopefully, going on the road and wearing the white uniforms will help jar me into my normal level of magnificence. Uh, Steely's uncle predicted sixty nine nothing. By the way, didn't quite get to that. <laughs> okay, Ref Royal Rumble. Everybody wants to know about the Ref Royal Rumble standings. Here we go. Um, well, a lot of guys in the league had a good week, TJ, including you. The chairman hit his upset again on Friday night with Louisville, Louisville. upsetting UCF. 
Congratulations. That's nice on those Thursday, Friday night games uh, when you are in the bank like that and know it already and you can watch everyone else and then their picks play out over the weekend. I kind of like that. Did you watch that game with your son? Uh, we did actually watch that, yeah. How'd that go? Um, was, he, was he fired up? He was very angry in the first half because Louisville did not play good in the first half. They had a terrible first half, if you remember, and uh, UCF was kind of moving the ball up and down the field, and he was like uh, sitting there. Uh, what did we have Friday night that I brought home for dinner? Oh, he had a full Domino's pizza by himself. And he's eating his pizza, uh, yelling at the TV. And then he looks at me and you he goes, You got a salad? Uh, I had. No, I uh, had a, a Tucker's onion burger. So. Okay. Right. <laughs> wow, what so, a guy's night, huh? Yeah, it was. And he looks at me and he goes, When we were talking about it, why'd you even suggest this game? I said, I just threw it out there as one of the possible ones. That's all I did. <laughs> Louisville's you, terrible. Right? They are terrible. <laughs> oh man if anybody knows out there a uh, counselor for uh gambling addicts please <laughs> put them on alert because tj's driving his son right right at you but he hit i imagine he, he was excited oh at the end hit. of the game he's like jumping up in my arms where we're hugging and high-fiving and it was as if oh uh, you had just won the national title and he's like, who did Toby have? And I told him, he goes, ha ha, that one's not happening. <laughs> Come on, Bronx. Be nicer. <laughs> Your lock was OU. Uh, you got it late, so you got it at 33 and a half. You needed yeah. a touchdown there. Most most of the people in our league who locked OU got it at 31 or 32, so they they needed one more field goal. But you got <sighs> you had three points this week. That's all right. Uh, it was a four-point week for Ted Lehman. Teddy had Tennessee uh, minus six and a half. They ended up winning by seven in overtime. You should have seen him in the booth when that game went final. He was going crazy. That's my lock. That's my lock. He had, as uh, several did, Kentucky for their upset special this week. Mark Stoops becomes the winningest coach in Kentucky football history, and he does it in style. Yeah, how about that? By winning in the swamp. And they were down early in that game. That that first half wasn't looking too good for that that pick or for uh, Mark and Kentucky. So that was a big win for them. A nice second half comeback. So it's a four-point week for Butkus. Chris Plank also had a four-point week. He had BYU minus the three. Uh, take uh, that, Baylor. Uh, All you Baylor Dave Aranda uh, homers out there. Uh, all cheering for Baylor late at night. You and Gabe and Teddy all loving your green and gold. Plank said, in your face. I didn't didn't sleep well. BYU covered, and he also had Kentucky in the upset. And it was a four-point week for young Parker Thune, who went to Georgia Southern to cover. Who <laughs> was obviously like my son when he was 11. He, he could have hit two upsets if we would have given it to him because he had Georgia Southern <laughs> right. plus the 23, and they won. And he had Liberty to cover, and they won as well. So four-point week for Parker. And then uh, Travis Davidson hit an upset with Kentucky. He got three points. Uh, Tyler McComas hit an upset with Kentucky. He got three points. Neither one of those guys hit their lock. Travis had Bama. Tyler had OU. And Mike Steely got one point this week. He had OSU to cover the 10.5, and, and they won by 17. He did not hit his upset. 
me, Josh Helmer, and the new member of the uh, of the Rumble, Drake Dyken, all put zeros on the board this week. I had Wisconsin to roll Washington State, and they got beat. And then I had Stanford for my upset over USC, and that did not happen. We haven't talked to USC yet, TJ. I don't know if we need to or not, but no, they look we pretty don't good. Need to. We don't need to. So your updated standings look like this. After two weeks of the uh, – help me out, TJ. we got a sponsor for this now, the uh, Ref Royal Rumble. Um, hang on here. Uh, the no, House Smith of, Restaurant. House Smith Restaurant. No, that's no, that's King House. of the Mountain, right? No, no, that's no, King no, of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. Yeah, that's King of the Mountain. <laughs> we have a sponsor for uh, Ref Royal Rumble. Maybe even thinking about House uh, Smith. Not yet, I don't think. Okay. No. Hey. Your business insert here, okay? The Ref Royal Rumble standings, which we will be talking about every week, all week. T.J. Perry is in first place. T.J. and the chairman with seven points through two weeks. How does it feel, T.J.? Um, just feels like where we Normal. always are and where we're supposed to be on top, yeah. Teddy Lehman who finished in this basement a year ago, is in second place after two weeks with five. Has he ever hit four points in one week? I don't know if that's ever happened for him. And I'm not trying to make a joke there. Probably I'm being a not. little serious. I don't know that he has. We have a log jam tie for third place. Uh, Travis, Tyler, Parker, Plank, and I all have four points. Then in eighth place, Mike Steely has two and in ninth place with zeros through two weeks, Josh Helmer and Drake Dyken. So it's early, but, TJ, you have raced out to a lead with seven points in the Ref Royal Rumble. I can tell an increased amount of intensity this year in the Ref Royal Rumble, TJ. Are you picking up on that as well? It um, seems... The controversy on Friday, mm-hmm. all the... All the uh, maybe the reality now that there is actually a trophy out there to play for. They've probably been looking at it in the lobby all year with my name and on it. your name is on there. For whatever reason, there is increased intensity this year. I think that comes from within those guys. It's it's not that you and I were the top two teams last year. It's that they were so bad at what they think they're so good at. That's not even meant to be a joke, and it's funny, and you laugh, but they were horrible last year. So I think they're really searching deep within, and they're studying a little bit more, and they're like, I've got to get this right this year. Even if I don't win it, I've got to show better. So it does right. seem like they've uh, they've ramped they've it up a little. they their families. Yeah, people are like looking at them like, uh, yeah, I saw all your picks My contest last year. Stake, yes. Know. All right, we need a break. 405-651-3439 if you want to text us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's a Monday. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Tubby and TJ back with you. It is the ref. T-Row in the Morning Show this hour brought to you by RK Black. Check them out if you need a uh, new company for your office with document management, network solutions, copiers, fax printers. They can help you out. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. A couple of things that stood out to me on Saturday at the tailgate. One, um, 
Jackson Arnold, very cool. He hung out with Parker for like two hours, first mm. two hours of the show uh, on the air. Uh, had the grand treatment of uh, the golf cart back and forth from the stadium. Um, I can't remember the offensive lineman uh, out of Washington. Big, yeah. big guy, six foot six, like two ninety eight. Yep. He comes over to jump on with him. I only had two folding chairs over there, so I had foldable academy chairs, and I unfolded one and put it over there uh, for this kid. And uh, he sits down in it, and I look at Travis. I go, "Oh no, this is not going to hold him." And uh, he's sitting there, and then I realize he's nervous about being on the air. Jackson Arnold, very comfortable being on the air. Heath Ozeda, Ozeda, however you say his last name, not comfortable. And he's pushing down on the arms when he's talking. And I'm like, this chair's going to snap. This chair's going to snap. <laughs> and sure enough, bam, he just snaps the metal in half. Oh, no. And But doesn't fall. Like, the chair doesn't collapse. The arms just snap off. He snaps the arms <laughs> off, breaks the metal. <laughs> And he was so embarrassed. And uh, someone from across the street is listening and sees this happening and comes running with a metal chair for him from across the street. And uh, he sits down and does the rest of the other stuff. I luckily did not. I did luckily did not kill the six foot six, two ninety eight uh, offensive line. That's good <laughs> recruit. And then the other thing was uh, Blake Brewster stopped by and was talking to me for a while. And we're standing there talking, and he looks at me and he goes, "Hey, is that that's Tyler McComas?" And I said, "Yeah, that one." Right there, without the beard. He goes, really? I go, yeah, why? He goes, listening to him on the radio, I always thought he would have been a really big guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he goes, I thought he would have weighed a lot more than what he does. <laughs> uh, He's got a big guy voice. He's got a big guy voice, I guess. I don't know. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let me scroll up ahead to the most recent stuff. Um, is anyone on the O-line playing well? I haven't seen any grades on these guys, is what this person's asking. I don't think you can give anybody great grades right now. Honestly, no, I'm watching no. the football, so Gabe can uh, chime in on that, and I'm sure he will tonight on the huddle, 7 o'clock at Rudy's. But I would say probably nobody's tearing it up right now on the O-line. We just got to have people quit telling us how great they are in fall camp. That happens every year. They get our expectations up and then, you know. Rudy shows tonight, by the way. Huddle 7, BV show at 8. Uh, Clearwater Sooner, you're out. He's like, can you remind me of my King of the Mountain pick? I lost the thread that had my pick in it. You had the Panthers. Don't be asking us to remind you of your own pick, people. Uh, we got enough on our plate. Several people here saying they just uh, tuned in, just now waking up. They're asking about the Colts pick, what happens with them. You're still alive if you got the Colts. You have to be beaten to be off the mountain. So ties are still alive. Colts picks are still in it. Has it ever happened before where two brothers are the winningest coaches of their programs, Bob at Oklahoma, mm. Mark at Kentucky? I don't know the answer to that. I can't imagine it has, but don't know. Um, at, the, at the power five level. I'm like I running through my head, and I, I'm mm-hmm. – there may be an obvious one that I'm not thinking of, but, yeah, I don't I don't think so. How good of a coach was Bear Bryant's brother? <laughs> well, he's not coach. even at Kentucky anyway. Well, he probably is. At, uh, Terry Saban's and Bobby. Plastic. Terry wasn't the winningest coach, though. Ooh, that's a good one. 
Uh, I don't think he was anyway. No, 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 I, I apologize no, no, no. if he is, and I just say that as if I know it no, as a fact. Dabo, but Dabo has to have passed him. I would think so, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. What else do we have on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Mark Stoops is the best football coach at a basketball school in the country. That's exactly right. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Have you seen what Lance Leopold's doing at Kansas? How about the Jayhawks, hey, man? First 2-0 start since what, 2011, uh, something like that, or 2012? They're so, averaging 55 points a yeah. game, Teach. I'd never, I never, I didn't expect them to beat West Virginia. That's for sure. So, uh, Watch out. Look out for Kansas. Look out Watch for Kansas. out. Hey, they win next week, and they may be uh, top 25. So. No, we'll get out of here with that <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Uh, Kansas at Houston this week, by the way. Well, then they would be. If they win that game, they'll be top 25 next week. Stop it. Uh, Pastor and Kansas, if they win, will be top 25. Okay, good. Drake, uh, can you please clip that for me? <laughs> Pastor Andy and BA, services available for TJ. There are some things only Jesus can fix. <laughs> trying to help you with your gambling son <laughs> right yeah. uh nebraska is one and two fired their head coach and will still play ou like they're a top 10 team well i agree with that and someone's asking yeah. here too which we kind of hit on before if i was if tj's gut was more nervous because of the firing yeah. this team will play better than what we've seen them play early on in the season it's just that's how it goes it one it's a big time game the atmosphere is going to be big they're going to be fired up to play Oklahoma at their place they played them tough last year and they know it had probably had a chance to win that game um, and then you fire your coach and it's always got that interim boost you always have that so yeah I do think that they'll play like they're a top 10 team or at least like they belong with Oklahoma They'll come out with their hair on fire. Absolutely. Whether they can sustain it for 60 minutes or mm-hmm. not, I don't know. I do think that Oklahoma is sitting on a bunch. Well, And that's the thing, that too. Are offensively they really? and defensively, Oklahoma has been keeping it close to the vest. I, without a doubt, that's true, because we know nobody has more blitzes in their arsenal than Brent Venables has, and he has shown very little, hardly anything so yeah. far. At and, one point uh, Saturday night, I said, if they're sitting on something, they better get off of it. Well, they did, and that's when they spread the, uh, you know, finally uh, Jeff Levy said, all right, dadgummit. He started <laughs> zipping it to Marvin Mims all over the place, you know, and they, How good did Marvin they went up night? and yeah. down the field and scored easily. So um, that gives me hope that maybe Oklahoma's kind of uh, been playing possum here a little bit. Ho- I'm hopeful. I don't know, but I'm hopeful of that. Alabama almost loses to an unranked Texas, and it doesn't hurt their standings at all. BS. They went down. Th- they dropped to three in the new ranking. They did drop. They did drop some. Yeah. But no. A- Alabama won and dropped. Texas lost and moved into the top 25. Well, here's the thing, and that's the thing that how people were talking about Texas last week. It's still Texas. They're still a good program. It was still on the road. Like, Alabama wasn't going to fall out of the top 25 or something if they lost that game, or they weren't going to drop out of the top 10 if it was a close game. So, no, we'll do whatever possible to get Alabama in the college football playoff. Don't you folks worry. That, well, that's the thing. Even the loss isn't going to hurt them in future years because they're not dropping out of the top 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, just tuning in, so sorry if this is repeated, but were the new lights bright enough? It looked dark on the field on ESPN Plus's coverage. I didn't yeah, see I on, thought it was. 
I thought it was great. I, yeah. It was definitely brighter than in years past, so I would blame that on the TV. Uh, in my opinion, did you think it was bright enough? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was bright enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was one of those things that, like, you, old lights, remember when, if they have power outage, how long it would take to crank up old lights in stadiums? <laughs> like, this one was like, let's just shut them off and boom, they're right back. I wonder who does that. Who's in charge, Who's in of, the charge of the light switch? switch? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Somebody out there listening to OU, let me know. Who has light duty during the game now that now that it's a thing? It's got to be someone in marketing, doesn't it? I mean, that's a you, you're, you got to – I don't think Danny Davis is sitting over there by the power switch and just flipping it on <laughs> it and off. It would be funny if it was a big light switch that would be just <laughs> cranking it on and off. All right, All right go! Off. Go! Turn right, it back off! On. Back on! Yeah. It's got to be computerized and somebody in marketing sitting there punching it, I think. I don't know. Um, I'll combine this in with another one that I saw. It says, let's hope Texas played uh, their best, gets a big head because of their almost win over Bama and falls into mediocrity for the rest of the season, not ready to admit that they're really good. Then another person sent in is what we're seeing defensively from Texas, a massive boost from Gary Patterson. So Could be. I think I it mean, is. You've got, you got to give them credit for this. They looked great Saturday. It looked really good. The defense looked great. The fact that the the defensive backs didn't give any breathing room at all to the Alabama receivers was impressive. The fact that they were as disruptive as they were on both lines of scrimmage is impressive. The fact that both quarterbacks played as well as they did is impressive. Texas looked really, really good. Now, they shot themselves in the foot or they would have won that game, but you can the, the thing for me is not can Texas get up for one game. Am I surprised they almost beat Bama? Of course I am. But it's not surprising that they got they got all gussied up for the ball. Can they do it week in and week out? Cuz in the past they've gotten all fired up to play Oklahoma and then they turn around and lose to Kansas. So next week they have, they've got UTSA at home. Not a great team, not a bad team. Does Texas look dominant again next week? Or not. That'll show me a lot about them. Let's see. One last one here. This segment. This person's asking, does Jimmy G become a cowboy soon? It's the biggest name out there that they could go after if they want to go after someone. And I think they will. I don't know if they'll pull off a trade for Jimmy G or not. But that name has already been. Just since it's happened late last night to what I've seen this morning, that is the popular name out there. So... Um, possibly, I just would be surprised if Jerry does something like that. We'll run down week three in college football. The game's on tap in the Big 12 and in the top 25 this week when we come back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. TJ, how has my signal been today? Fabulous. Have I dropped out at all? No. Are you on your uh, on your internet or the uh, I hub? I haven't said anything till now because I didn't want to jinx it. I am on my internet yes! and have been all day. Yes. No, it's been it's been maybe been old perfect. Cox Communication has figured it out. And I've got a hub here in case I need it, but sure. I haven't needed it yet. So No, no, it's been great. Oh boy. I did make one more move toward old age this weekend, TJ. Oh, you there? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
You joker. It was great to see you on Saturday, by the way. I know it was just momentarily. It was just, mo- it was just a momentary, a fleeting uh, pass, yeah. My heart palpitated a little bit. And I wish you had hung out with us longer. But you were working. You were on your moving. You were moving and working and doing things. And, but I got a glimpse, which was it carried me through the weekend. There you go. I made one more uh, move toward old age this weekend, TJ, and I didn't want to do it, but it was the right thing to do. I moved to a larger, well, the largest font size on my iPhone. I've never adjusted mine. But it's it is funny you say that because the people in front of me at the game Saturday night, I just noticed their phone because they had their text message fonts so large <laughs> that I'm like I I said to myself, and do I need to do that? Am I going to have to do that soon? <laughs> and then you come on and say that you've so you've got it like where like a bubble on a text is like huge, right? Well. I think it's the largest. I mean, it's not crazy big, but it's the largest my settings would let it go. How do you, I don't even know how you do that. You go to <laughs> dis, you go to display in your settings, right? Uh, and then you go down to text size. Yeah, I'm huh. at the largest text size. Oh no! What? I'm just saying. Oh no! That you're at the largest oh. text size already. So. Uh, it did make it a lot easier on me the weekend, but you know, it's kind of one of those dead gummit. I'm just going to have to do what I got to do. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's week so old. I know week three in college football. Let's start with the big 12 games. Uh, another thing I predicted incorrectly last week was that the big 12 would lose five games. Five big 12 teams would lose last week. That didn't happen. They only, only three lost Baylor, Texas, and West Virginia. It's a pretty good week for the big 12 teach. In fact, I don't know how worried I am about the Nebraska game, but Kansas State is looking really good. We got them next. Yeah. They plastered Missouri. What time do you plastered. think that game ends up being? Oh, I don't know. Uh, 11 a.m. 11 a.m.? Is that a good enough 11 a.m. game? Uh, I haven't looked ahead to the schedule. I just I know that time will come out. I, it is impossible to predict. Because it just, I don't know who's drafted that game. You don't, it's not like you put the good games at night and the bad games during the day. Yeah, that's Sometimes true. Sometimes it's all over the place, so it's impossible to predict. But it seems like we always play K-State during the day. But who knows? Um, so this week, not a great week for Big 12 teams. You got OU Nebraska, Baylor hosting Texas State, your overrated Baylor Bears hosting Texas State, TJ. West Virginia gets Towson 0-2 West Virginia. Iowa State beat Iowa finally, TJ, in a slobber knocker in Iowa City. They're 2-0. They get Ohio this week in Ames. K-State is going to be undefeated when they come to Norman. They host Tulane Saturday. Kansas, unbeaten Kansas on the road at Dana Holgerson and Houston. By the way, that Texas Tech-Houston game was something else, too. Holy cow. OSU hosting Arkansas Pine Bluff this week. They're going to be 3-0. Here's a, a good game. Texas Tech goes to NC State. That's a good one. NC State's got a good squad. In fact, 
North Carolina State favored by nine and a half points in that one. Six o'clock ESPN two game there. And Texas hosting uh, UTSA. UTSA, remember, last year had a really good team. They're not bad. They're not bad. Now, they got beat this week, but they're not bad. That game's in Austin. Texas favored by 13 and a half. Early line on the OU game. Sooners, do you know, TJ? Do you, you want to guess? OU by six. Get out of here with your Mickey Joseph overhype. OU by 13 and a half. <laughs> by six. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They've you struggled. Really worried about They've struggled. Game. We got an interim coach. What do you want me to say? <laughs> you, you, Mickey Joseph is running laps in your head right now, man. Uh, Yeah, OU is a 13 and a half point favorite. Top 25 games not involving Big 12 teams. Georgia at South Carolina. That's an 11 a.m. game on ESPN. Spencer Rattler put up a, almost 400 yards passing Saturday, but it wasn't enough. Arkansas beat them. But now they get Georgia at home. You give uh, Beamer any chance, TJ, against the Bulldogs. Till about 11-23, and then after okay. that, it's pretty much them, all Georgia. <laughs> you're giving them 21 minutes of chance. That's right. Michigan uh, gets UConn in Ann Arbor this week. Michigan favored by 46 in that game. Hmm. Kentucky and Youngstown State will play. That's where Bob Stoops will be Saturday, TJ. He is not going to Lincoln. As he told us on the air Saturday night, uh, he's going to go to uh, Lexington so that he can be there when they honor Mark for being the winningest coach in Kentucky football history on Saturday. Do you think John Calipari will be there, TJ, when they honor Mark Stoops Saturday? He's the one that's going to hand him the little plaque that they have made up at the Is little trophy right? shop. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, BYU at Oregon. Here's a game. 2.30 on Fox. BYU coming off that win over TJ's Baylor Bears. They go to Oregon on Saturday. Ole Miss at Georgia Tech, decent game. Penn State and Auburn. Penn State and Auburn at Auburn, 2.30 on CBS. That's a fun one. Alabama comes home to face Louisiana Monroe. Yeesh. Wake Forest and Liberty. Actually, a pretty good game there, honestly. Liberty's got a, a decent team. The game is at Wake. Ohio State hosting Toledo. Arkansas and Missouri State play a night game in Fayetteville. The Fighting Josh Heupels are 2-0. They got an overtime win at Pitt this week. They host Akron, 6 o'clock. Michigan State goes to Washington. Two undefeated teams there. Not a bad game. Primetime on ABC. Florida and South Florida will play in Gainesville. Pitt at Western Michigan. 2-0 Clemson hosting Louisiana Tech. And maybe your game of the day here, TJ. 8 o'clock on ESPN. Jimbo Fisher, who's got ranches, hosting Miami, 2-0 Miami. Clown show. Clown show. Utah gets San Diego State and USC hosting Fresno State, 9.30 on Fox if you want to watch the uh, Trojans' late-night football this Saturday night against Fresno State. What did you think about USC this week, TJ? Did you watch any of that game? No comment. No comment. All right. Take a break. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up on Monday's show next.
This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Chris Plank joins us. Crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Thank you to, uh, let me see, who is this? Brody Feldman sent me a story on the lights. I haven't read it yet, but uh, OU Daily wrote a story. So I'm going to read this story after we're off the air, and he'll tell me how everything works here, I think. So that's great. Chris, good morning. Congratulations on a four-point weekend in the Rumble for you. How are you on a mental Monday? Uh, good, good, good. Ready to roll. And by the way, let me. Uh, it was really cool, speaking of the lights, it was really cool to see the relief on a handful of people's face because they they just didn't know, right? You just don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, in fact, the very first one is like, oh, this is cool. But then when the lights turned off, you're like, you going to turn back on? You know, you just, you, you didn't know the first time they did it. And then, you know, it's almost, it's almost like everyone, it, like they found their rhythm, right? And, and, and you had the fireworks going off, the Drake touchdown. I mean, it was, and, and it's funny because, I heard I, I had a lot of people afterwards that said, "Well, it didn't look great on TV." You're right. Come to the game. It's not going to be the same <laughs> in your living room as it is when you're there. And I don't. Every player. I. I mean, listen. I just felt like we had to ask him, right? Especially the guys that have been around for a minute. I felt like we needed to know how they felt about it. Uh, and I didn't have one guy say, "Well, you know what I thought." Uh, Little lights weren't twinkling, Clark. Everyone seemed to love everything about it. So it's a good read, Toby. You're going to thoroughly enjoy it. A lot of, lot of hard work went into that on Saturday night. So it looks like my man Tyler Kofer is sitting at the controls up there. The uh, new marketing director is uh, controlling the lights up there, it looks like. So way to go, Tyler. That was very well done. Uh, what do you, what do, well, what hey, do you think? I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the four-point weekend, I think there was a lot of motivation this week because – we did kind of get Texas A&M in this whole thing in the addition of Drake to the Ref Royal Rumble. It's uh, like you guys can vote on him, but he's already a part of the group chat. So it was like uh, Greg Sankey Rowland here kind of made that decision. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we just had to go along with it. I just – expansion for the sake of expansion, I... Toby. I mean, who's next? Is uh, Connor going to want to be in on this? Perry, do we need to let the vineyards in now? Where do we draw the line in value added to the Ref Royal Rumble? That's the question today. I was shocked by two things about that whole, I think what we call the two two most stressful, controversial hours of the history of the Ref Royal Rumble. <laughs> One, I was shocked by how adamant you were that you didn't want Drake in the league. I did not Correct. know there was animosity between yeah. you and Drake. That is very deep. News. Well, it started with TJ. I You're followed very, TJ's lead on that. You're a very nice person. I don't think I've ever seen you come out after someone like that before. So I That's didn't. Right. I was that took me off guard. And then I was also surprised that after all of that, after the vote and the controversy, and after all of that, Drake only put in one pick. And <laughs> I was like, dude, I went to the wall for you. I got people mad at me over this, all kind right. of stuff. And he's like, oh, I didn't know. I got two picks. Read the text chain. 
I wanted to immediately kick him right back out of the league for like that. Yeah, I don't know. I oh, let's I'll do take... that. Should we today? Should we kick him right back out? Yes, That'd be funny. Anyway, that would be uh, that was. When TJ um, said no, I just said no right along with him. TJ, I'm locked up with you. I'm locked up with denied. you. Denied. That was stressful. I really, I really thought everybody would say, "Oh yeah, definitely, we should have Drake in the league." Except for TJ, I knew TJ wouldn't do it because just because it's the show. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, yeah, everyone, everybody loves Drake. They'll want him in the league. This will be great. The only question is, should we give him the double picks or not? This will be a vote. We can agree. Man, I mean, it was vicious. It was vicious. You're very seriously, about here, you've created a monster, Toby Rowland. That's what's happened. You have created. Well, congratulations. You're back in it, baby. After two weeks, your BYU Cougars came through for you on Saturday night. Yeah, um, I don't know how they did it. I mean, just the, the greatest collection of talent in the history of ever over there at Baylor and Waco. I don't know how they did it. Um, you know, I'm really I'm really excited about what we saw from OU on Saturday night in the third quarter, man. I, I, I know that, and, and listen, this is probably not going to be the smoothest day on the phone lines of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm sure there's some people mad about the O-line and, you know, a couple of things that happened with the quarterback run game. But Brent Venable saying, hey, the least important thing is to score at halftime, I thought was a hell of a motivational tool. And I, don't know, I, got, I got pretty excited, uh, as if I'm ever not excited. I thought that was a heck of a performance by them to come out after a subpar first half and do what they did. They flipped the switch. Right yes. at the time the lights got flipped on, the OU offense <laughs> got flipped on, and, uh, yeah, they pulled away. So we got a big week. This is going to be a fun week, Chris. We get to go to Nebraska. I weekend. know. I know. I've never been. I'm pumped up. Chris, pumped have a up. great show. Toby, I'll talk to you for a podcast here in a bit. Have a great uh, – what's our motivation Monday? What is it again? Mental Monday. Mental Monday. Have a great Mental Monday, T-Row. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. Rudy's shows tonight, 7 o'clock the huddle, 8 o'clock the Brent Venable show. I'll see many of you there. You can listen to it here. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Have a great Monday, everybody.